another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, joining me is a frontman uh, for the rock band Daydream Retrievers. Uh, he formerly was in a band called The Sleepwalkers. And uh, they've got a self-titled album that's out now. Um, been out for a couple of years. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about his musicianship, his artistry, his passions, and why he does what he does. Ian Olvera, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to see you, man. How are yeah, you? Yeah, good. How are you doing? I'm well. Uh, woke up not too long ago. Same. Yeah, made this uh, <laughs> pot of coffee here. And, uh, yeah, uh, I see it's flurrying a little bit outside today. Yep, bogus. Yeah, not a fan. I'm, I'm really hoping that, uh, like, it kind of starts winding down, you know? Any day now. Truly. Um, where are you located now? Currently in Bayview. Mm. So, just a few short miles south of here. So you trekked across the city just to be here today? Across the city, <laughs> over a bridge. Right. There might have been another bridge. I lost count of bridges. Yeah, a lot of bridges. Yeah. Total bridges, for sure. Well, uh, yeah, man. I, I, I would totally hang out in Bayview a lot more if it wasn't so far away. Because I take the bus everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I like River West because any of the shows or bars I want to go to are within five minutes to walk. So that is nice. That's always a solid. I would say say the same about Bayview mm-hmm. also. Yeah. They are kind of all concentrated in yeah. sort of the area. Yeah. We uh, don't have a foundation tiki bar, though. No. I, no. It's worth a venture now and then. Yeah. That is true. Are there any tiki bars down there? Uh, <clears throat> there's one in Cudahy, which is a, a longtime foundation employee's new spot. For, I guess it's been open a couple of years now. Trader Nick's South Shore Inn. Shout out. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> good to know. If I want a good cocktail. Checks in the mail. Yeah, right. Um, have you ever been to a red bar? I haven't. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just there the other day uh, to see the cutouts. Um, but uh, anyway, so Ian, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion, and creativity. And my first time uh, seeing you, uh, it was, uh, you did a little solo thing. There you go. <laughs> you did a solo thing uh, at Cactus Club, I believe it was like last May or April. It was Almost a year ago now, um, but you were in pain, so you didn't oh. play for very long. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. That was not a good one. Mm. I don't remember what you were in pain from. I think uh, all the like center muscles in my back were doing a... Uh, oh, yeah. Tighten up. I st- was supposed to have started playing, and I was laying on the, uh, the concrete floor in the basement. <laughs> trying to straighten myself out. Oh, damn. Bummer. Yeah. But that was my first time seeing you and uh, meeting you. Um, and, you know, I've, like, I've seen you at High Dive a couple times here and there. Uh, I know you've uh, recorded some bands that I've interviewed, uh, among them the Hughes Family Band. Ah, yes. The Doggies. Shout out to Hughes Family Band. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... But I don't know you super well, so I'm excited to get to know you a little better. So, uh, I guess to start, Ian, I'd love to hear a little bit about your musical background. Uh, 
what was uh, playing music like for you like when you started uh, how did it became become a uh, creative outlet for yourself um, I guess I started started playing uh, guitar when I was nine or ten mm. just started kind of plunking along teaching myself a little bit uh, didn't really do anything formal for a couple years and then uh, in high school, started playing in some bands, and this is up in Green Bay. Oh, Wisconsin. sure. Nice. Which, uh, like, was it like a suburb of Green Bay, or? Um, <clears throat> we lived in Bellevue, which is like just past like the easternmost point of Green Bay. Mm. Kind of like a, I could ride my bike five minutes, and then I'm in Green Bay. Oh, nice. Yeah, I but, my. Uh, my like best friends are from like De Pere and Ashwaubenon. Oh, sure. We had band practice in West De Pere, mm. sure. which I, I still love the uh, the battle people have. How there is no West De Pere and East De Pere. There is West De Pere and De Pere. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. That's funny. Yeah, I've only been through Green Bay like twice, but I just recall a lot of factories and fast food. And Lambo. Yep. That's about it. <laughs> There's a lot of that. <clears throat> um, so yeah, <clears throat> there wasn't really much happening at that time. So we were kind of getting into playing, you know, we were like 16 or so, in a in-between time for their music scene. So leading up to that, there had been a couple great all-ages venues that all of my older friends grew up going to and like... Um, loving mm -hmm. people that lived in Green Bay or would drive up from here or Appleton, Oshkosh area. Sure. Um, but there was kind of an in-between time where that wasn't there. There was a, a, a Legion Hall called the Eagles Club that we would rent out or sometimes <clears throat> go through um, Tom Smith, who is the, uh, and still is the manager of Exclusive Company in Green Bay. Mm who would also promote shows. Nice. Um, so that was, about, that was about all we had. Every now and then somebody would have like a house show or something. And there was a studio up there that we recorded an EP at with um, uh, Justin Perkins. Oh, shout out to Justin Perkins. Great dude. Who I now see almost every day. Yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, he's a real great dude for sure. What was... Uh, what was your band called back then? <clears throat> we flipped through a couple of different names, usually something along the lines of uh, the Ian Olvera Trio. Mm -hmm. We had four people, though. <laughs> and about once a month, we would try to come up with a different name because there's no, no commitment level when you're 16. Then. All right, yeah. And... Uh, Nobody ever had one, so we just kept sticking with it. We came close to calling ourselves the Carps for a second. The Carps. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Wonderful <clears throat> fish. <clears throat> a fish I've heard is not tasty. Never tasted it, but... Yeah. Have you? <laughs> yeah, maybe you could tell us. <laughs> what say you? Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, we, I feel like we played a lot in Appleton. Mm. Um, there was... Also, not very many venues that under 21 was allowed in. Uh, there's a place called Tom's Garage that we went to shows at, um, but 
by the time we got around to like being able to play there, they had closed. I've heard that Appleton does really enjoy live music. I've heard it's a fun city to play in. Yeah, it it always has been, and especially the last few years. With the Gibson Music Hall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which forever was just some abandoned space. I have no idea what was there. Mm. But the building always looked cool. Sure. But um, there was a coffee shop called Copper Rock that um, had live music on the weekends, like acoustic, kind of quiet, you know, don't disturb the customers type thing. But it was fun. And then their normal Sunday hours, they would close at 4 p.m. And they would let us sometimes book shows after hours. So they close, kind of clear all the chairs and tables out, and then reopen at 6.30. Mm-hmm. And in that time, while they were doing that, we brought in a PA set. Oh, nice. We would, uh, uh, came buds with some guys like uh, the band Ivory and um, the Wild Birds, who had let our dumbasses open for them. For the, at their Appleton hometown shows. Sure. As you got older, uh, beyond high school, what would playing music look like for you? Um, I ended up going to college in Oshkosh, which was kind of a, a sudden and last minute decision. Uh, until about like maybe a month before I accepted it, I was planning on going to Boston. Oh. Um, I think I chickened out of such a huge change ultimately mm-hmm. which I don't really regret because you know just different paths it's yeah, fine for sure. um, but kind of just put together a new version of a band and we tagged a name to it the Sleepwalkers and um, that had our, the drummer I'd been playing with for a few years named Nick Davidson and Connor Lemieux on bass shout out to Connor Connor um, so we'd be going back and forth between each other's dorms like playing songs and learning covers and he was hosting open mic at, in the union for a lot of that mm-hmm. um, and then we started playing the Reptile Palace and a few other spots in town um, it got to be a pretty good thing nice I was in sc- in school there for recording, so. Oh sure. Um, after a while, we would mess around in the studio there, or there was um, another one downtown Oshkosh that was pretty fun called Topsoil. Nice. Oh, tight. Yeah. 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 I. That's another town I haven't really been in. Like, I mean, I'm from Chicago, so like, I'm. When I am on my way out of Milwaukee, I turn that way and not this way. <laughs> I'm like a lot of other people. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... I know that, yeah, like there's some... Uh, there's a growing music scene in Oshkosh, from what I understand. Yeah, Oshkosh is another one, from what I understand, is like... Kind of does one of these... The ebb and flow. Yeah, where <clears throat> I feel like some... Places like Milwaukee and like bigger cities kind of maintain, and as bands and artists drop, others rise up and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think when we were living there, there it seemed like there was a, a, a wave of a lot of bands doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and covering a lot of different ground. Um, and then everyone started moving away or stopping and uh, it seemed a little quiet for a while. But now, it, from what I'm hearing, it seems to be kind of perking back up, like yeah. maybe in another peak. Mm -hmm. Peak wave valley, whatever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Uh, what was your sound like as the sleepwalkers? Um, I'd say it was similar to daydream retrievers, but maybe a little, uh, a little louder and a little faster. Sure. Um, we couldn't get enough of like replacements, big star, super drag. Mm -hmm. um, just anything with like catchy songs, loud guitars, mm -hmm. and then um, we were playing with a drummer who was great and uh, loved to play fast. I don't know if he would say that, but I've go, I was going back and cleaning off a hard drive recently and found a bunch of uh, old flip videos. Do you remember those things? Um. They're these little uh, HD handheld video cameras that just had like a little um, arm with a USB on it. Oh, sure. So you just plug it right in to your oh, computer yeah. to yeah. offload. Mm -hmm. We had one of those and would take it around to shows and just like take random videos uh, like backstage or out in front of the venue or if we had a friend with us, they would take video of the show. But yeah, some, some, of, those, some of those songs were like, Oh yeah, yeah, so sure. Couldn't, couldn't spit out the words. But yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so that sounds almost like uh, what like a lot of like when I think of like a lot of like '90s indie bands, really loud and fast-paced kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was pretty straight-ahead rock too. Like um, I was playing a, a Fender basement at the time, and. I think I was just plugging right into it. I don't think I maybe had like a boost pedal or something, but it's pretty much just guitar and amp sound. Sure, yeah, right. <laughs> Earplugs. Yeah. Get some. I just got some recently nice. for the first time and it took me way too long for as many shows as I go to. <laughs> <laughs> I have like five different pairs. Keep keep some in different jackets, some at yeah. home, some in the car. Yeah. Although I'm just now realizing I don't think I have any on me and I'm going to a show later. Oh yeah. What are you going to tonight? Uh, Get Up Kids and Dashboard Confessional. Oh, fun. Where? Eels Ballroom. Where, where is Eels Barn? Is that... Eels Ballroom. Oh, oh, oh. But from now on I'm calling it Eagle Barn. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> sure. Oh, that would be fun then. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I keep my pair currently in my wallet. But that's, that's a safe bet. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm sure I'm going to have to, like, you know, I got to do what you do, get a couple pairs, because they might fall out. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, I guess, so when did you, uh, when did you guys come to Milwaukee? So after Oshkosh, I ended up um, in Nashville for a year, mm. interning, um, and then I was kind of intending to stay, and while I was down there, um, before I had left, we had finished a Sleepwalkers record, and Justin had it and was mixing it, um, but he had gotten full on into mastering by that point, so 
his mixing timeline was kind of just when he got to it, mm -hmm. which worked out for us because I was tied up doing the the studio intern thing. Um, so while I was down there, he ended up finishing it, and we all really loved how it turned out and wanted to like properly put it out and yeah. and get in the van and all that. Mm -hmm. So I ended up coming back and. I moved here probably about a month after that, mm -hmm. um, August 2013. Oh, sure, yeah. And then Connor and uh, our guitar player Ryan followed about six months later. Nice. Our drummer, also named Ryan, had lived here already mm -hmm. forever. Yeah, so I guess like late 2013. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I came here in 2014. Nice. I came for school. But, yeah, um, once you came here, how would, like, the music pick back up? And, like, uh, was the Sleepwalker still going at that time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were going probably, uh, see ya. <laughs> that was probably uh, one of our busier times, with maybe an, one, of the, one exception of uh, a couple, of, one of the years in Oshkosh, we played, like, a ton. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, shortly after that, we put out that... Lost My Mind in Stereo record, um, and... That's a good name. Thanks. I like that name, yeah. Um, and we just started touring a bunch. Like, we weren't home, like, barely at all. Did um, a bunch of Midwest and South, East Coast a couple times, uh, Day Trotter, like, the whole, you know, everything. And uh, we had this... Um, 1992 Ford Club Wagon, which was really comfy. Um, it had its scary moments, but mm -hmm. you know, there were some times where it felt pretty, pretty good. Nice. We bought it from my friend um, Miles Nielsen and his band, who had recently upgraded to uh, Sprinter. Okay. So they were no no longer in need of the uh, club wagon service. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Nice. I think I gave him like a thousand bucks cash or something. I don't know. Um, so, in your tours and stuff, uh, did you have a, like a favorite city or favorite area? Um, we, I think we always liked playing Nashville because between me living there and us just having friends who had spread out, we always had like a good time catching up and people would come out to see us. And, um, yeah, never been. I've, that's a city I really want to go to, specifically for the music. It's worth a stop. Um, I think I for sure, and probably some of the rest of the band had a, another soft spot for Portland, Maine, oh, yeah. because that was one of the first East Coast cities that uh, actually it was the first that we ever played. Yes, because we we had met um, a guy named Kurt Baker when we did some shows with him here and in um, uh, Nina, who's from Portland. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, you guys should come out and play. Said, All right, we'll drive 26 hours and yeah. come play. Why not? There's, that's like uh, <clears throat> that's like my mom's like dream vacation right now is going to Maine. Right now, it's probably awful. Yeah. But yeah. beautiful. You're right. But in the summer, spring, fall, I'd like to go to Maine and eat some lobster. 
That'd be nice. Shout out to Lobster. Shout out to Lobster. I love what you're doing. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so then, uh, how would um, the Sleepwalkers eventually like disband and turn into what you were doing with uh, Daydream Retrievers? So probably like later that year or early in 2015, I think I mostly just started feeling burnt out because um, not from the playing aspect or the writing aspect, it's probably from all of the other stuff because I was like managing the band, booking mm -hmm. the tours, like doing all the non-music things. Yeah, right. And, You're doing the homework. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like the other guys always were offering to help and sometimes would, but I think more of the reality was Connor had his had his uh, own other band where he was doing all that too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can only stretch everyone so so thin. Um, so we played a few shows um, with Miles and the Rusted Hearts, who we got the band from that spring. We did like. Um, I think Milwaukee, Nina, and Green Bay um, in support of a double single we had just put out, mm -hmm. um, which are, I think, two of the best songs we ever did. Nice. Um, yeah, and then after that, uh, I kind of let everyone know I wasn't really feeling it. And we had a, a Summerfest date on the books, so we did that, and that was the last time we played. Mm -hmm. um, from there, I just kind of went. I didn't really do anything for a while. Like I did like a solo gig here and there, but got pretty heavy into running live sound. I started doing um, a lot of shows at Club Garibaldi, Company Brewing, uh, eventually Turner Hall, Cactus Club, going out on the road with, with Miles and those guys <coughs> um, to do sound for them on tour. Mm -hmm. um, at some point that year, I went up to Appleton with, to my friend Amos's, who had just moved and was setting up a studio in his house, and I asked him to play drums on some leftover songs. So he put drums down on what would eventually, like years later, become the Daydream Retrievers album. But it took me probably two years to get around to it after he did that. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So at this point, we're probably at like, what, 2016 or so? Yeah, I think I he did the drums like a couple tracks late 2015 and then mm. late 2016 for sure. the rest of them. Nice. Yeah, nice. I, I think. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it kind of all blends together. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I was listening here, uh, I really liked learning to live with the end of the world. I the really remember. <laughs> I do like that song a lot. Yeah, I think once once I actually got going on that and like had the drums down, I sort of set like a a subtle goal to all right now that drums are done because I have no business being near a drum kit. <laughs> that if um, the rest of the album, if I can't do it, it's not going to happen. Mm. So I, I played everything else and then like recorded it and mixed it. Sure. Um, leaving, I left mastering to Justin and artwork to uh, my buddy Chris Capel, mm. who uh, is another another rocker. He's used to be in Midwest Beat, plays in like Foxface and oh yeah, um, 
drummer, right? Yeah. 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 yeah and even at that point, it was still just going to be a recording project. Mm -hmm. um, but I played it for a few friends, and then they're like, "Oh, you should do some shows." Okay, we'll do three release shows, and then, then that's it. And then we got asked to play another one, and then another one, and then, whoops. Yep. Now it's a band. Like, fuck. <laughs> Don't you hate when that happens? When you just you just wake up one day and realize, shit, I started another God band. Damn it. I'm doing this again. Right. Fell right on into it. Now it is, now it's a thing. I wasn't even looking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I know that yeah, you put this album out in 2017. And uh, I know you haven't played a, a, a ton of gigs uh, in the last year or so. Like, uh, you just did that solo show at Cactus recently. Um, yeah, I guess, like, um, what, uh, what's been going on with the project? And, uh, yeah, where are you at with it? Um, we took off from shows the first half of last year with the intention of getting going on a proper band record. Um, but then uh, our drummer Sam was in a million bands at the time and I got super busy working at um, the studio Wire and Vice, like working mm -hmm. a lot. And before we knew it, it was May and we hadn't even demoed a note. <laughs> yeah. So we had a show booked in May, so we played that. We played one in June. And then the rest of the year just got away from us too. So finally, uh, a couple months ago, we got around to doing drums for a single, and uh, over the last few weeks, kind of been wrapping that up. Yes. So it's about ninety-eight point seven two percent tracked, mm. and it'll go to mixing next month and probably be out spring. Word. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, who's currently playing with you? Uh, Ryan McCreary is on guitar and backup vocals, who was in Sleepwalkers also. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve Sampson on bass. And then on the recording, he um, played a bunch of percussion and uh, helped with engineering. And then Sam Reitman on drums yeah. and also cymbals. Oh, shout out to Sam Reitman. Yes. Just saw uh, Rex recently for the first time. Nice. Release show? Uh, no, uh, 414 Live. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. They're so fun. That's a great new band, for sure. Um, yeah, so... I take it you're, like, the primary, like, songwriter, like, lyrics-wise and everything, right? Yeah, I've been bringing something that's, at least song and structure-wise, like, almost completely done. Mm-hmm but always with an open mind to chopping, shifting, mm -hmm. moving things around. Sure. What do you feel like, uh, like thematically, lyrically, like what have been some stuff you've been writing about uh, as of late? I'm not really sure. And that's because um, the way I write is kind of stupid in that now all of these songs that we're demoing, getting up and running, are the ones I wrote like four years ago. Oh, yeah. And the ones on the Daydream Retrievers album were about four years old at that point. Mm -hmm. So there's just like, I always end up with this backlog. Sure. And by the time I get around to them, I'm like, what the hell is this about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Something about learning to live at the end of the world? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not alone on that, though. Um, I've noticed that a lot of bands do that. 
So, you know. Yeah, someday it would be nice to, you know, be recording the song that's current, but... Right. Doesn't doesn't seem like a reality. Yeah, yeah. In the same way, like, uh, things like uh, tattoos can mean something completely different over time than, like, when it did when you first got it. Like... Yeah. Uh, a song can do the same thing, you know? Like... The song might mean something different to you now than it did four years ago. So, hundred percent. There's some timelessness to that, <clears throat> which is cool. Um, so, so record uh, coming soon. Uh, what else are some goals uh, you have coming up uh, for the year to come? As far as the band. Yeah, band, but also personally. Um. We kind of got back into the rehearsal zone the last couple weeks, um, getting ready to play a show this Saturday, and it feels good. It'd be nice to play more than twice this year. <laughs> Which, so far, we're not on track to do. This is the only thing on the books, but... What are you playing? Uh, we're playing the Racket Fest up in Oshkosh. Oh, tight. Yeah. It's like a three-day ordeal with... Um, it seems like mostly reunions of bands with Oshkosh ties who have broken up mm -hmm. but then there's a small handful like us who just have some sort of tie but are a current project mm -hmm. uh, that, sh that should be super fun very nice and if it's not I will uh, complain to somebody <laughs> you're gonna hear about it <laughs> I don't know who but yes. <laughs> yeah sure yeah otherwise um, I've been really enjoying working on other people's records, so uh, more of that would be great. Yeah. Doing the Wire and Vice. Wire and Vice mostly. Um, I did a few projects last year at the Midwest Sound in Rockford, mm -hmm. um, a few at Shane Olivo's place oh, yeah. in Cudahy, which I think he's just calling Shane Olivo music. Yes. Um, For great things about him too. He is the man. Yeah. If you, yeah, he's a uh, a guru of all things. Exciting, including but not limited to uh, toe shoes. Toe shoes. Seaweed snacks. Seaweed snacks. Okay. And uh, drinking a lot of water. That's uh, <laughs> that's quite a trifecta there for sure. I don't know how I feel about the toe shoes, but seaweed snacks I can get down with for sure. I feel like toe shoes, in theory, are strange until until you encounter Shane rocking them. Okay. Then it's like, okay. yes. Shane, let us know. <laughs> nice. Um, I hope he sees this and then beats me up tomorrow. Oh, great. Well, uh, it'll be out in a couple weeks. Oh, okay. But I hope that uh, he still sees it and then beats you up. Uh, <laughs> but um, cool. Yeah, so... Working on some projects, you know, hopefully uh, continuing with the project, and uh, yeah, it sounds like <clears throat> just doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, pretty much. I I like the uh, the variety pack approach. Yeah. yeah. Never, uh, you never have time to get tired of one thing. <laughs> like I didn't do any touring at all, playing or running sound last year, and. Mm -hmm. uh, this year I've got maybe five five trips planned. 
cool. for tour or uh, running sound on tour. Mm. Um, yeah, a bunch of Midwest stuff with a group called the Nielsen Trust, March and April. Yes. Um, it's a, a project of Miles's, and then uh, with his regular band out for uh, I think a couple weeks in June, a week in May, something in September. Mm, nice. Cool, Ian. Uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, you got some real neat stuff in the works, and yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I'm glad we got to talk a little bit and uh, drink some liquids. Love a good liquid. Love the liquid. Shout out to liquids. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I'm eager to hear uh, the new record. So someday. Yes, <laughs> we got time. Yes. All right. Well. Ian, as we close out, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. The impending doom of uh, our planet. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, tornado and flood dreams. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, right. it's pretty sick. Yeah. Day after tomorrow type shit. Yep. Yeah, I think that's keeping... Uh, but we deserve it. Yep. Yeah, right? We did it to ourselves. <sighs> now we just have to, like, you know, see what little things we can do in the in the futility of that impending doom. Yeah. Yeah. What? Even if it's, you know, save one more turtle. Right, yeah. Plastic straws, am I right? Uh, what puts you to sleep? Uh, oh, back to water. Uh, ocean, ocean sounds. Mm, some ASMR. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy water sounds as well. Definitely been looking into uh, ways to fall asleep that don't involve coming home drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a huge one. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, like, yeah, like, yeah, from coming home from a show at high dive, especially, like, I come home with like the the ringing ears. Drank a lot of PBR. That's yep. Just pass that's out. A, that's a tough combo. It sure is. Yeah, right. But, yeah, that's why we go back to the earplugs. And uh, also, yeah, it's nice to just fall asleep peacefully. Just being drained. I did that last night. Good. Mm. Glad you're up in Adam this morning, right? <laughs> Tucked in before midnight. Oh, yeah. Ocean sounds. Normalize tucking your homies in. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. For sure. Thank yeah. you. Daydream Retrievers, record coming out soon. Someday. It'll happen. <laughs> I believe it. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.